everybody. Welcome to another interview that we are so grateful to be able to do here for the Rotoscopers uh, website. And we are talking today with Hannah Parrott, and she is the new composer for the upcoming DreamWorks show, The Crude's Family Tree. And this is going to be available on the Peacock Network on September 23rd. We're really excited for the new series. And thank you so much, Hannah, for coming on and uh, talking with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, so what we like to do is we like to get some uh, backstory about our guests. And so tell us a little bit about how you became a composer. Yeah, so I grew up in a very music loving family. Um, my dad was always part of bands with local parents in the neighborhood. And my mom listened to big orchestral music all the time, like Gershwin and uh, John Barry. So I was kind of inundated with music uh, all around. And I personally fell in love with film scoring through scores like Finding Nemo and the Chronicles of Narnia, um, especially the Narnia series because I'd read the books and loved them and then saw the movie and was just drawn the floor, amazing. And then I listened to the score and it was another way to experience a story I loved and I could take mm -hmm. it with me anywhere on road trips or just in my room and I could experience the story that I loved again. Um, so after that, I decided, well, goodness gracious, it is not close enough just to listen. I have to, I have to write music like this um, and I have to tell stories through music. And so I announced at my eighth grade graduation that it was what I wanted to do. And <laughs> since then I, have been um, working really hard to gain the skills. And uh, I went to a conservatory of music, studied classical composition, and then buddied up with filmmakers at the university to um, get my foray into film scoring, that aspect of it. And then um, I had just an amazing opportunity upon graduation to work with um, many of the film uh, film score composers that I loved. I was able to do some orchestration work for Thomas Newman, worked on Finding Dory, uh, which was crazy given my uh, love of Finding Nemo. I worked with the late, great James Horner, who was just wonderful. Um, so yeah, that's how I got started. It's been yeah, a great it's, journey. <laughs> I, when you said Finding Nemo was influenced, I was going to say that must have been very exciting for you to be able to work on Finding Dory. Oh my gosh, yes, I fangirled pretty hard. <laughs> it was pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. So you got to work with James Horner on The Magnificent Seven, right? I did, that was posthumously. Um, yeah. Uh, I had worked with him on the team uh, on Southpaw and The 33. Oh. Um, and then he passed away uh, at the very beginning stages of Magnificent Seven. So I was, um, yeah, part of that team. So when you are in the musical department, you're working on a film collaboratively with uh, a composer uh, like Thomas Newman, uh, what is that actually like as far as your daily activities? Do you just get, do you get assigned a certain section or what do you do? Yeah, well, it depends on the role. So I've had, mm -hmm. uh, I've worn many hats. Um, for 
Thomas Newman, I was part of the orchestration team. So the lead orchestrator, Jack Redford, who is a gem, an amazing, amazing um, musician and composer in his own right, he, I worked for him and I would uh, get assignments from him directly to um, prepare the music for the orchestra after coming from, from Tom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, do you think that there is something different required for composing for animation versus live action? Yeah, I think it has different rhythms that you that you lock into. And obviously it depends on the genre, but specifically for animation, there's just so much detail in just inherent in the animation and these uh, artists that put in all this work and effort into these tiny nuances that the music um, can lock into that as well and be nuanced and buried and um, uh, quick and uh, broad. It, it's, it really is, you're creating this sonic world along with the visual world that the animators created. Um, and, and sound design as well. There are a lot of sound designers for animation that just really fill out the world so beautifully. I feel like they should have soundtrack albums in themselves. Um, but I think it gives, there's a lot of room. Um, you are creating the world Whereas if in live action, you're working with a lot of um, found materials just by nature of it already existing. Um, so, um, yeah. Yeah, I know that the when the animated films, they will use a, uh, a temporary track mm -hmm. uh, in, uh, while, while they're deciding everything. And they'll sometimes use the scores from other movies or things like that. Uh, and does that influence you when you sit down to uh, do the actual uh, composing, the what they had used before? Yeah. Yes, I think whenever temp music is used, it's it can be kind of a shorthand for where people are at um, sonically. Mm -hmm. So um, and it, it le leads to kind of a jumping off point of like, oh, this is working really well, this isn't. And your decision making is kind of expedited sometimes um, with temp music. Um, it can also, you know, the flip side of that be, you know, some decisions are already, you know, laid out for you in temp music and it can it can be um, restrictive sometimes. But I think when it's used as a shorthand for like, this is how we're feeling, this is the pacing, or we like this aspect of the temp track, don't like this aspect, it can um, expedite things as well. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, so uh, you have the Crude's family tree coming up and uh, this is your first project for DreamWorks, is that correct? It is, yeah. Yeah, must be exciting. To be able oh, to very exciting. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite DreamWorks film? Oh, gosh. I know, um, tough. Uh, I my, love The Prince of Egypt. Yeah, that's my favorite, too. <laughs> <laughs> I rewatched it a few months ago. And I was like, goodness, this is just everything about it is so beautiful and um, thoughtful. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's amazing. You can talk about amazing music. Oh. Yes. Wow. Uh, so when you're writing music for the show, do you listen to the Alan Silvestri movie scores 
or do you try to kind of make it your own or how does that kind of work? Yeah. So for this, for this series, um, they're coming after the second movie, um, A New Age, Crude's A New Age, which is actually scored by Mark Mothersbaugh. Okay. And it, it was different from this Alan Silvestri score in that it was um, incorporated, incorporated a lot more um, world percussion and was just a bit more um, uh, tribal uh, for lack of a better word. Um, so I'm coming after that. So I did, I listened to both scores. They're both, the movies, both of them are just phenomenal. Um, but I did take more of a uh, jumping off point from the Mark Mothersbaugh score. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, the Crudes has lots of percussion and orchestra and um, unique combinations of orchestral in instruments to make it sound unique to the Crudes world. Well, that must have been very exciting to, uh, to have to see your work uh, with something that's is so so enjoyed like the crudes. Yes, I remember hearing uh, or I was told about this pitch and then I you know very quickly watched the the movies and I thoroughly enjoyed them and I was mm -hmm. so excited to get to you know possibly be able to be part of this world. Um, I laughed very hard. I thought the characters were so endearing. Um, and the animation was just stunning. Uh, so yeah, I was thrilled. I was thrilled to be able to um, yeah. be considered. So how, is, how does it work as far as the episodes go? Do they kind of give you the, like what stage is the music added uh, as far as the, the creation of the, of the um, episode? Yeah, the animation thus far has been locked so um, the frames are all the exact frames they're going to be. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty fleshed out. Like I know what's happening. Everything is, um, I, I'm generally not confused by a lack of information in animation. Mm -hmm. um, and it just, uh, at that point we have a spotting session and um, they don't use, I don't hear temp music um, in our spotting sessions, which is, um, which is awesome because now I just get to play with the toolkit we've created um, in the first few episodes and, and talked through. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's, we'll talk through, you know, different beats, um, comedic or heartfelt beats that uh, we're going to hit in the episode. Um, if there's any clarity that they want to provide about certain uh, animation that they're in progress, mm -hmm. um, they'll provide that. Um, if there's any gags, like musical gags that they want to um, incorporate that I wouldn't have known, <laughs> um, we'll talk about that. Uh, but yeah, it, the animation is is locked by the time I'm I'm working with it. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Very good. And do they uh, they must give you kind of an idea of sort of this is what the showrunners must say, kind of this is what we're looking for. Uh, this is what uh, you know what we kind of want in this particular moments. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. We don't go like, you know, second by second or anything, because um, at this point we have a, a little bit of a language um, that 
we're, we're speaking just in general in the show um, mm -hmm. uh, and recurring themes and um, sequences. But yeah, they'll they'll point out specific significant moments uh, or moments that maybe are different mm -hmm. from we've how we've approached them before and are unique to this episode or unique themes to this specific episode. So great. Um, I'm really excited to get a chance to watch it. Uh, last question, what would be your advice to people who want to get into film music? Hmm, great question. I would say watch films and TV, um, listen to scores, listen to classical music, get familiar with um, great how great stories are told and and if you're really <laughs> avid break down why a piece of music moves you like if you love a specific piece of film music listen to it and kind of try and be a detective and and figure out what are the beats or you know the moments the swells the instruments what they're telling you um because you'll you'll find that you listen to a great piece of film music or a great piece of music in general and and you can you know parse out oh wow that that high string line gives me a feeling of transcendence because it's high and it, and it, it there are these connections with what i experience in day-to-day -day life and through what i see and experience so um yeah that would be my suggestion i think it's great advice very much well thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. We really appreciate it. And uh, do you have a social media or anything like that you want to share? I do. Um, I'm on Instagram at H underscore parrot music. Pretty sure that's it. Um, but yeah, generally all of them are Hannah parrot music, Twitter and, and Facebook and all that. Well, we'll have that all uh, in the, um, in the written interview and in the description for the podcast. So uh, definitely everybody take a look at that and follow Hannah on all the socials and good luck to you in the series and everything else going on in your career. Look forward to following it. And uh, thanks so much for taking time to talk with us. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. All right. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye everyone. Bye.